and down week for the Sox, but we're ending on a high note with the win against the Cubs. We'll get all the fan reaction and much more on this week's Red Sox Wrap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Be humble. Be humble. You got to be humble. When you're playing 500 ball, you can only be humble. There's really no other choice, you know? That is a fact. You gots to be humble. (laughs) All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Red Sox Rap 360. I am Ben Faye alongside Dennis. Dennis. And we have the lovely Laura on the couch today. Hi, everybody. What up? Well, let's get right into it. What a what a great ending to today's game. We had a little bit of uh, up and down week there heading into today's game. Only one and three on the week. And we really needed the win today. Yeah. Took Came it in impressive it. fashion. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and from some guys who we really needed to step up, and, and they really did. No question, brother. Yeah, it was, I mean, today was a microcosm of the week, really. You know, up and down week, up and down game, but... It was good to see him and take that rubber match, you know, after dropping through to the Yanks, come out with this, you know, the series win, which is always important. Yeah, and we had Eduardo on the mound today, and he pitched great. Six innings, five hits, one earned run, nine Ks. He looked good, and, and you know, this season he has been a little inconsistent, but I think overall he's making some strides in what he's been able to do, and you know, he just really looks solid this year. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm stoked. We've talked a lot about it over the course of the show so far this year. I mean, he's obviously one of the X factors in the rotation, maybe the biggest X factor. Um, the kid's shown a lot of signs over the last couple seasons, um, and he's a young, you know, the kid's super young, as we've been talking about. But uh, you got to be stoked about what you're seeing. I mean, the 9Ks, he had impressive stuff today. And if he can be, you know, a real factor for these guys, I mean, the, sky's, the sky is the limit. I we'll think see. it's it's also a good thing, you know, him getting a good game against a stack lineup like the Cubs 100%. at Fenway. I mean, that's just going to help build his confidence going forward. For sure. The electric atmosphere felt like playoff baseball. Yeah, but. a lot of Cubs fans in the house. You yeah. notice that? Like, the go Red Sox, go chant. It was like, there were some Cubs chants oh, in yeah. there, too. Yeah, it was pretty nuts, man. Yeah, that's They travel good. well. They travel You know, well. that could have been a World Series highlight there. A lot of people were saying, you know, Cubs being one of the front runners in the NL and then, of course, the Red Sox uh, being a power in the AL. So yeah, they got to start hitting the ball if they want any of that, <laughs> and maybe get some of these uh, arms back healthy. But you know, the Sox obviously have the the top line talent, and you know, obviously they're missing Ortiz right now. But yeah, they have all the pieces. It's just like every season, it's going to be a matter of can they put it together. But certainly a potential preview. So yeah, it would I think be sweet. <laughs> a couple of those things you talked about definitely something I want to touch on today. Uh, but the one thing that's really stuck out to me this week is the bullpen. Um, you know, I think this year we kind of went into the season thinking that the bullpen was going to be one of our biggest weaknesses. And for the most part, we've really had a very solid bullpen in relief throughout this whole season. You know, minus that one uh, that one hiccup yesterday where we kind of had that rough seventh inning right, and, right. and everything. But, I mean, even with no Carson Smith... Um, a couple other guys still coming back from Thornburg, injuries. Yeah, yeah, we're looking solid. I mean, Joe Kelly has been stepping up. Robbie Scott's been really good for us. Um, Barnes got the win today, and and even Kimbrel, 
who started off the season, you know, a Cody little hesitant. Yeah. He's really zoned in lately. He's looking solid. Yeah, he's been dealing. I think, yeah, I mean, definitely the biggest story to me is that these guys, kind of some role players are stepping up when you need them. And that's obviously every season you're going to need some guys that you didn't expect to plug those holes. And unfortunately, like you hit on, I mean, some of these guys have been dropping Thornburg this year. You know, hopefully these guys are going to come back. I mean, we have some guys looking at the second half of the season that are going to be hopefully a pretty big boost so yeah actually uh looks like carson smith on the 60 day dl now and they're targeting something in the time frame of like june right uh for him coming back i mean i think once we start getting some of these guys back the bullpen's gonna look really solid for us yeah and obviously uh the better your starters are dealing the better the uh bullpen will fare as well and you know price you know, threw I guess thirty pitches yesterday, two innings that you know yep. looked looked like it was pretty intense. Though, if you saw some of the clips of it, and he's going to bump that up one more inning. So, uh, it looks like right now the projections late May, early June for Price. So, obviously, getting him back if he's any shape, you know, like we, we've come to expect of him, other than his first few months as a Red Sox, you know, it'd be it'd be a big boost. Yeah, and I and I kind of get the feeling like they're playing this one a little bit more cautious than they no maybe would be if david price was our number one right but at this point he's maybe like our number two number three yeah so for sure. yeah i definitely don't think you want to rush him back and, and we really you know the other guys have been pitching well enough where there's really no need to rush him back yeah my take on that i'm kind of curious we conley and i talked about it uh i guess it was last week i'd like to see what your sense is about it because i i'm Part of me thinks, yeah, they're playing it safe with him, which obviously you're going to do. There's another part of me that thinks this dude, <laughs> his days are numbered on this year. I, I'm worried that he's going to pitch maybe less than five starts this year. I have this. I mean, I could see it going any which way, of course. I, what the hell do I know? But I could see a scenario where he comes in, blows his blows yeah. his arm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's something that you definitely have to worry about. I mean, he was such a workhorse for us last year. There's a lot of mileage on that arm. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to keep our eyes on that going forward. No question, Braff. Yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, so great game today. Uh, the bats uh, waking up a little bit. Um, you know, we had, uh, we had Hanram with a huge blast yesterday. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to get the win. But right. uh, they, they measured that one out at 469 feet. That was the longest home run uh, at Fenway since they started tracking using the stack oh, wow. system in I didn't 2015. That. So that one he hit today was ridiculous as well. I don't know if that was a, that was that another shot. Up. I didn't get the what the length was. It'll probably come out uh, later today. Yeah, they got to break that tape measure. You know, they're still running it down <laughs> on Lansdowne. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, it was a blast. So hey, that's good. I mean, he's a guy who I actually kind of circled him at the beginning of the week, saying, "Look, you know if." Hanram doesn't get it together what is he realistically doing in the lineup if you know if he's our DH and he's maybe our seventh best batter right I mean what does that what does that really speak to his role on this team right he's Um, yeah I mean I feel like his intensity is there right now and he obviously now with the you know two days in a row hitting bombs if his bats his bats coming alive it seems like and I do feel like uh I was talking to another buddy of mine I feel like in Hanram you can't kind of get this mashup of Manram and David Ortiz, like he's got traits of both of them. He's kind of aloof, kind of can you can, you know we had the one season where he was playing defensively, looked like Man Ram out there, and now you also have that guy who's sort of a big teddy bear. You know, I feel like he kind of straddles that line. So if he can take a little bit more of the Ortiz role on and 
provide that bat. I mean, when he crushes the ball like that, it's pretty dang exciting. Yeah. And the other thing which they talked about, I want to say, on that lazy snooze fest of a broadcast that we were watching on ESPN today, <laughs> um, I want to say they touched on it, but when that dude gets hot, I mean, he's as hot as anybody can get. I mean, he, the guy just occasionally just tears a little off the ball for extended stretches. Yeah, and we got some, we got some commentary from uh, John Farrell about that, talking about how, you know, it took a... Uh, took Hanley about 100 days last year to really get locked in and then you know from then on out he was just on fire for the rest of the season so right you know maybe that's maybe that's what it takes it just takes a couple months of ball for him to get warmed up and then you know we can expect him to be locked in going forward I hope that's the case yeah as long as we can stay in the hunt I mean we got you know some teams playing good ball the Orioles are playing good ball the Yanks who we saw this week are playing good ball so not the Blue Jays though no, they're not, which is nuts. But, you know, last year it was an up-and-down season, but we did get out to that crazy start last year, and that sort of helped us along the way. So good to get a win today and, you know, trending in the right direction away from 500. So right. the more they can do with that, the better served they'll be. Oh, I mean, obviously, the more games you win, the better position you're in. But, yep. you know, you don't want to start digging a hole this time of the year. Yeah, I think uh, the other guy that has really looked impressive – you know, all season, but just especially this past week with some of the bombs that he's been hitting as Ben Attendi. Oh, my goodness. I mean, guys, this guy is like, you know, maybe 200 pounds dripping wet, and he's <laughs> blasting him to, to center field, you know. He looks incredible. Yeah, I mean, there's, you just, there's not enough cool adjectives to throw at that dude. He's the man. He's And he does it all. He does, he does it on the offense. Oh, you yeah. know, he does it with his power. He does it with average. He does it in the field. He does it base running. He's, he's, he's the full package. Stud complete stud it's pretty yeah. exciting it's fun to watch how do you not love the kid you gotta i mean it, yeah it's 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 pretty fun to watch a guy kind of at the onset of his career just and and each i mean he seems to just blast expectations you know he's like he's crushing it man and that hair to match you know <laughs> that's right he's got big league flow going <laughs> with the big league skills no question. Uh, madden was quoted saying that uh, he sees ben attendee kind of being uh, Freddie Lynn re- reincarnated. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so that's pretty good comparisons. Um, I'm, I'm guessing that he was actually speaking to the fact that Freddie Lynn uh, won actually Rookie of the Year, his rookie year, and also MVP that year. No big deal. Um, so, I mean, Ben no Attendee is probably the best probably the best offensive player on our team right now um very well could be set up to have that type of a season yeah i mean the but, sky's definitely the limit for that kid and but like it's you early. said with the glove it is early we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves but he has that he definitely has that mentality too where you know he's not rattled and they kind of beat that into us last year when he came up and um but you know i think that goes a long way the long season when you're a young kid but we'll yeah. see man yep. it's it's fun to watch it is fun to watch so uh, yesterday, I talked about that a little bit. We had kind of a blow-up there at the end of the game. Uh, four errors in that game, two in the seventh. That really kind of let that game get away from us. Uh, so that was that was tough to see. I guess we kind of got that back a little bit at the end of today. I mean, we, we already went ahead, but right. uh, Addison Russell obviously uh, kind of threw it low. And um, How do you feel about his Pokemon? Uh, <laughs> so weird. Not the sidebar, but... Let's sidebar real quick. Like, I know ESPN laid a bunch of people off this week. Uh, I mean, did you guys find that? I thought maybe it was me for a while. I was like, this is a snooze fest. And then I'm on social media, and it turns out, like, I'm not alone. <laughs> like, that was, I mean, that was an abysmal broadcast. Yeah, it was I don't know. If it was just, it'll put you to sleep. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was brutal. It was brutal. 
I don't know why they chose to spotlight Addison Russell when they could have. There were so many other players they could have talked about. I mean, was, they were talking about Chris Bryant, his family being there a little bit. I thought they probably could have got a little deeper into that. Sure. But. I mean, it was half an inning, and he's flipping through cards. It was, you know. Yeah. I, I just it just felt like an <laughs> awkward, so disjointed broadcast. But hey, we specialize in those ourselves, so <laughs> maybe <laughs> we true. shouldn't throw stones. So the other thing, uh, first game of the Cubs series, we ended up taking it five to four. Um, Pedroia moved into the sixth spot, uh, yes. coming from the first spot, and since he's been moved to the sixth spot, he's been raking. Yes. So, do you hear the quote from him? So that was the first time that he's <laughs> ever batted. That was the one slot he's never batted out of. Okay. And that, well, I forget what his what his numbers were, but just add six hold to the list. He said, "I rake in that spot too." You yeah. gotta love it. Yeah. You gotta love it. Yeah, yeah. This dude's been the man as long as he's been in a Sox uniform. I, lo- I love the quotes that come out of Pedroia. I think they asked him earlier this week about um, when he was expected to play, and he said, you know, I'm kind of sore, but I'm okay. And then they started talking about the, the double play rules, and he said, you know what? I've been doing the best double plays for 15 years. The <laughs> rules are for the players that stink. Oh, you man. Know? I don't even know what the rules are. The so dude is ridiculous. It's great. You know, he's just like he doesn't even care about the commentary. He just, you know, he's so intense. You just got to love it. You got to. You got to. And and honestly, I mean, we need him to be that way because we're missing a big hole from David Ortiz not being there anymore. So you need need guys like Pedroia to step up and kind of fill that void. For sure, yeah. I mean, I think he's always been a leader. um, And, you know, there's different kinds of leaders, as we all know, but... um, yeah, I think I think he has, and I I think some of the questioning of his leadership was a bunch of baloney, you know, which he'll, is going to come up again, you know, starting tomorrow too. So with the Orioles coming back to town, but yeah. we can get into that in a little bit. But yep. the kid is a leader. Yeah, yep, absolutely. And you know, I I heard uh, you know, some folks asking if we can you know try to sign David Ortiz back as a DH, but not as a designated hitter, as the designated hype man. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Just have him hang out in the bullpen or in the uh, in the in the, dugout? <laughs> in the dugout and just get people hyped up. I don't see why not. I remember when Pedro had that little little man there, uh, small person. <laughs> I forget the the correct terminology. Remember he had that little mascot with him. I mean, you could have a yeah I mean, a large hey, man instead. Whatever, yeah. I mean, is Ortiz? I wonder if he's hang, is he hanging around Boston? Is he back in the Dominican Republic? I don't know. I'm not sure. Can't, we'll get a twenty on him. Yeah. I mean, certainly that guy being around though, he's one of those guys. He would he would actually bring value in that role as a hype man. And I have to uh, I have to asterisk his name now. It is uh, Doctor David Ortiz. Really, he just got his Doctor of Humane Letters from oh New England Institute of Technology. Sounds like he's in the area. Then I don't know what the hell that doctor is. <laughs> I don't know. Either. Apparently, they're just handing him out. A humane letters. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what that is, but it sounds like he's doctor qualified. of humane letters. Fair uh, enough. If any of our if any of our uh, listeners, by the way, uh, I forgot to mention it earlier. For any listeners out there, you can hit us up. Um, you can hit me up on my Instagram, Benny Frickin' Jam. You can get a hold of us in the YouTube chat where we have Laura, a man in that, um, or you can hit me up on. I sorry, I said uh, Instagram. I meant Twitter. Uh, Denny, what about if folks want to reach out yeah, to you? Yeah, on Twitter as well, at Dehas, D-E-E-H-A-A-S. Yeah, so if any of you guys know what the heck a doctorate of humane letters is, I mean, yeah, I don't know. know. I don't know if Google knows what that is. <laughs> I'll look it up. <laughs> 
But yeah, so uh, we ended up taking two out of three against the Cubs, which was solid. I mean, I think that's a that's a great uh, launching point for us, especially coming out of our series against the Yanks, where we dropped the first two of this week. Um, I mean, we had that one game that was postponed, and then right. we, and then we lost two straight, and we just had no offense at all. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I don't know if we dive into it now, but maybe we should go in order. Maybe either way. So. Chris Sale, though, I mean, as we've all talked about, I mean, this dude is dealing. And to get, I guess we're just going back in reverse order, but Sale, I mean, throws a gem of a game. I mean, obviously, hats off to Tanaka, who throws, you know, a complete game. Um, No, you know, shutout. Yeah. And with with only 97 pitches, too, with an efficient game. But that said, it's like, I mean, Sale is pitching lights out and is just getting abysmal run support it is yeah it is disappointing to have a guy pitching that well and you know not be able to have anything to show for it four runs in five starts since the red sox have scored for him it's crazy which is crazy because you know he's i don't even know what his era is off the top of my head but it's it can't be more than one one yeah 119 god i mean yeah just get him some runs. I mean, yeah, and then, and then they come out and score five runs the next day against the Cubs in the first inning. Like, we could have had some of those yeah. runs. <laughs> yeah, well, let's uh, Yanks, spread those out. Yeah, he's also leading the league in, in strikeouts with 52. So, man, it's, it he's is frustrating. It's, oh, he's so filthy. Uh, I saw there was uh, somebody tweeted out a picture of him. He actually, before the game, there was a fan that somehow got a hold of him in the dugout this is a fan who's actually a player in some independent league in the area. And Chris Sale was actually explaining to him for about five minutes on how he throws the slider. Yeah, what a generous bastard. You know what? It must just be that he's like, there's no way you're ever going to do that, kid. So, yeah, let me give you five minutes of my time. I mean, that was probably the only thing he had to do today. He had to, like, wake up, brush his teeth, yeah. go to work, show some dude. <laughs> Here's what I do. You'll never be able to do it. Uh, have a good life. Yeah, I guess. keep working on that. Pretty cool, though. Pretty yeah, cool I mean, that's, that's really nice. I mean. Yeah, for sure. And and he's not known as, you know, the social media, like, Mr. Friendly guy either. So, yeah. you know, to see. So, you know, it's just nice to see that, you know. It's mostly known as, like, I destroy things when yeah, I'm angry. Yeah, cut up this uniform. That's coming, or, by know. the way, right? Don't you think? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, so far he's saying all the right things. He's, yeah. he's I blame myself. Mostly I'm frustrated with myself. Mm, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, if he keeps getting goose eggs from the offense, I think <laughs> there's going to be some... Uh, he, maybe he's just keeping it within the locker room right now, but we haven't seen any jerseys cut up yet or any, uh, you know, pulling Ortiz and smash a phone. Hand ram today, by the way, when he yeah. smashed the helmet. I kind of well, enjoyed that. Deserved it. I yeah, mean, I mean, those the umpires were terrible. Questionable strikes, zone. Real bad. I mean, that one pitch that he was arguing was, you know, four or five inches off the plate. For sure. So, And that's what got him, too. I mean, yeah. he ended up, you end up having to chase it. and Yeah, exactly. And then he kind of puts it in that same spot and throws a curveball that yeah. ducks out. And, yeah, of course you can't get to that. But, yeah, no, and, and, yeah, that stuff drives you crazy. So Absolutely, brother. But, yeah, deservedly so. I think he, he was definitely in the right there. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, I forgot. I so, forgot. The, yeah, they dropped that game Thursday, yeah. 3 nothing. Wednesday against the Yanks, they lost 3-1. I don't know if we should talk for a minute about Aaron Judge. Um, I don't know your philosophy. Colney was kind of giving me the business, but 
you know, I think it's okay. Right now, it seems like the bad blood. There's no bad blood with the Yanks, really. And now it's like a love fest with the Cubs in town. It's a little weird, but at least we have the <laughs> Orioles coming in tomorrow to get our blood. Oh, yeah. Boiling. But Aaron Judge, I mean, if I may have a man crush on one guy in the Yankees, it's certainly going to be this behemoth God, in the outfield. He is a mammoth. I mean, I think he's like 6'8". The guy's size is ridiculous. Yeah, well, we can look up his measurements. Six eight, and he like played every single sport, and was probably all American at every sport. It's ridiculous. And he was like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. Play football? Do I want to play baseball? Basketball? I guess I'll go with baseball. Six seven two eighty. God, man, he yeah, he crushed that ball. And like, I don't know if you saw that home run that he hit, but they like pitched him up and in, and he almost hit it like opposite field like on his hands yeah, and insane. he still had like more than enough to get it it's out insanity and then yeah. the catch and then the, and of course that catch i think it was the number one play on web gems this week where you better respect that yeah oh that was a great catch you got that i think he just set a record too for his age like as a yankee for jacks in him in the month i want to say i think he has 10 jacks in the in the month of april which is a yankees record so Good kids a stud that. man it's exciting to watch as a uh, baseball fan, obviously we're not Yanks fans here, but yeah, a little bit of respect. Laura, did we have somebody hit us up on the social media? Well, before that, we looked up what the doctor of humane letters is. Yeah. <laughs> and it is um, an honorary degree, usually to those who have distinguished themselves in between areas other than science, government, or literature. So, so maybe it's like a his, bunch of baloney. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like maybe some of his charity work. I don't know. Probably. Uh, and then um, we got Star Drew, our Star regular, Drew. Um, is asking about Chris Sales, his ERA, thinking is it a 1.20, a 1.30? I, I saw it as a 1.19. Whether or not that's accurate, we'll have to double check. I will be able to look it up for you in like two seconds here. But, yeah, you can't say enough about Sale. I mean, we can, we can gladly spend another five minutes talking about him. 1.19, you were right. 1.19. Second in the league. He's only trailing Santana. Fair enough. Now, if he was getting anything more than, you know, half a run per game, he would be... God. I mean, this this dude, though, if he can keep dealing like this, man. It's Cy Young. It's amazing. I mean, it is... It's. I've talked to Colin about it. I know you guys have talked about it, too, separately. I mean, we haven't seen this kind of electric stuff since Pedro. Yeah. Which is exciting. It, it really is, yeah. He looks great. He's oh, filthy. The guy's filthy, brother. Our our starting lineup is filthy. Even without Price right now, it's pretty filthy. The lineup itself? Yeah. Or the, our, our rotation? Our, our starting rotation, excuse me. Yeah, I mean... Um, you know, Wright's been like a little up and down, um, but... Right, I mean, with the with the knuckleball, it's always especially the cold weather. Yeah. Um, this time of year, the weather obviously has such an impact on that stuff, and it it's sort of a you know a streaky art. Yep. And as we all know from the years of Wakefield, who is about you know as good as anyone with the knuckleball and had a great career, and you know certainly an all time fave kind of kind of guy. You just don't. There's just days where you're not going to have it. Hopefully, they're not all you know going to be in a string back to back games like they've been lately for right. But yeah. And Porcello, I mean, he pitched a decent game on Wednesday. He did. Uh, he did. I, I want to say he. Let's see if I had his line here. Yeah, I, six and two thirds, two earned runs, yeah. five hits, nine Ks though. So the guy's pitching all right too. And yeah. but he did have you know, yeah, I think he had one bad inning that game, or he just gave up the home run to Judge yeah. actually. So. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? You, you know, 
But I mean, he's pitching for contact. We, I mean, that's what he did last year. You know, he's not. I mean, the fact that he got nine Ks is is pretty pretty good. Yeah. Right? He doesn't usually get a ton of strikeouts, but uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of like what in line what I would think he would be going out there. You know, two or three runs and you know getting getting some innings out there for you know to get the bullpen in there. So yeah, I think he's been doing pretty solid. I think he had a little bit of a rough start, but. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know if he's going to be as good as he was last year. I think there's going to be a little bit of regression there. Like he had some of his stats last year were like suggesting that that was like an exceptional year. Yes, um, but I'm, yeah, I'm no saber matrician, but I, if I've read and understood correctly, it's basically like the dude was lucking out on balls hit like directly at fielders, et cetera, and stuff like that, yeah. where he'll regress back to the mean, aka fall back to earth a little bit, but and getting a ton of run support. Yeah, which so. he's not going to get this year. Apparently. Yeah, and, and the win-loss record, as we're seeing with Sale, I mean, he's case, you know a case study on it, how win-loss records are certainly not, uh, you know, what they can be cracked up to be. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so another big thing that came up this week was well, and I don't know if it was just this week. It's really started to surface for me this week. Is is Sandy Leone uh, turning back into a pumpkin? Um, <laughs> turning back into <laughs> pre pre two thousand fifteen. Sandy and just really hasn't been able to do much um I think I think he was at like batting a 190 last I checked yeah now the good news with both of our catchers is that defensively they're both good enough defensively that it warrants them being on the club um and right now we have Vasquez hitting lights out yeah so now you know he just had his he first had his first back to back starts of the season. And now he they strung three in a row. So it looks like that change that we were wondering it just took place. I want to say it looks like the job's his right now. So yeah, I think uh, I think that was probably the plan all along is to kind of ride the hot hand. And and Sandy started off red hot, and so they kind of rode him for a little bit. But now that he's cooled off, it's it's time for Vasquez to get his shot. Yeah, deservedly um, so. And just a little side note of the starts, and this was prior to today's game that I have these, so I'll adjust it. Vasquez seven and two on the games that he started, while Sandy is only six and eight. So I don't know that maybe that speaks to uh, you know Vasquez getting hits where he needs them as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot goes into the you know being back behind that dish. I mean, the you know pitch selection, et cetera, et cetera. So. Yeah, like managing the game, it's a tough job. But, yeah, I mean, I think sort of just repeating myself, but the fact that they're both so good defensively, it's great that we can have, you know, and if, if they're not both cold at the same time, then sweet. We'll just yeah, keep, you know. Exactly. Basically run out the hot the hot hand for now. And But I, 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 my gut says that uh, Vasquez is going to end up being that lead dog now, I think that transition is what just took place. I so. think you're right. And and earlier in the season, we were talking about how we actually think that we had three legit starting catchers, uh, Mr. Blake Swihart down in uh, trying to figure out his swing. He hasn't really materialized his offense as much as we had hoped. He's kind of struggling on the offensive end of it. So unless either Sandy or Vasquez kind of starts cooling off um, big time. I, I really don't see a situation in which they bring him up. Yeah, I mean, he's probably going to have to swing a really hot bat, I think, to to get some time. But obviously he'll be a call-up at the end of the season. But, uh, yeah, unless he's swinging it. I mean, although if Sandy really can't get the stick on the ball, he'll see. I mean, who who knows? We'll see what happens. But, yeah, but, I feel like 
hindsight on Swihart, like that, you know, that experiment with the outfield and the injury, and that that's certainly one I think the Sox management might like to have back, where they, you know. Well, now but, they're they're in a situation where they're kind of sitting on Blake in the minors at 25 years old. At what point do you say, well, this guy is going to be a player on this team, or we need to kind of shuffle something around and make some room for him, right? I think that's probably where the possibility that we were talking maybe one of those three gets traded at some point, and we were saying, oh, man, I hope it's not Sandy because we, we really love him. But at this point now, it's like, okay, well, maybe Sandy is the guy who goes, right? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Swihart, you'd think, would obviously have the most value uh, to another team. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to – I think certainly you're going you're gonna to need the three catchers down the stretch. So I, I don't see any movement happening anytime soon. But Fair enough. Um, but, yeah, obviously I, th- I think, like you're hitting that, Vasquez taking over is it's big doings. Yeah. I think he might be we'll, – we'll see. We'll see. He seems like the catcher of the future, though. Yeah. Another young stud. Yeah. So a couple notes on our uh, DL. We have Brock Holt feeling a little bit better from that vertigo yeah. action that he was getting. Not really sure what that was from. Is that – I don't know. I, I actually have bouts of that stuff. Uh-huh. I'm certainly no major league athlete, but that stuff is not fun. I can't imagine trying to play any kind of ball game with it. My yeah. stuff, as I've – you know, I don't have any doctorates, honorary or otherwise, but <laughs> – I think mine's all from it's all con- like post concussion related, you and we do know that have rocks in your ears. So, and we do know that Brock had uh, a couple concussions. I think last season and maybe yeah. one earlier this season, or am I making that up? But yeah, he was out for uh, some time. I remember with the concussion, so that could yeah, very not well good. be it. I wonder. I don't know if they've brought that up. But if they've tied it to his concussions, but it makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, apparently he's feeling better, and hopefully we'll start to see him in the lineup a little bit more. He kind of started off a little cool this season as well, but again, like just being a super utility man, he's he's not going anywhere. He's going to be a part of this. Yeah, for uh, sure. Team going forward, we'll see a lot more of him when he's healthy. It's tougher for these guys all to, to crack the lineup because other than third base right now, where we have you know Brock could obviously get to see some some appearances over there right now, especially. With the panda man down, that's right. Um, but with the outfield the way it is, you know, you're, Brock's not going to have that chance to have a season like he's had before because you have these three young studs out there. Yeah, you know, there's, gonna, there's just less appearances to go around. You got Chris Young, obviously, too, on the bench. So, yeah, um, there's just less at bats and, and uh, stints to go around. And you mentioned that Panda went on the DL as well. Did we did we figure out what that was that he had? He has a sprained knee, I want to say, right? Sprained knee, that's right. Yeah, it was like so, on a diving play or something. Yeah, and just I think, uh, I don't remember if it was today or yesterday, but Farrell basically said there's no timetable for the, for the Panda man. Panda. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I'm, 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 I don't even know what to what? think of that, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Panda is just, he's a lightning rod, that guy. He's like a wild card. You really don't know what exactly to expect from him. Is it? Is he going to be able to play the field? I mean, he's not looked great in the field no. this year. I mean, he never, the he's, bat's been like he's not known go. for the defense necessarily. And, uh, but, you know, I think he, he seemed like he made an honest effort. He shed the yeah, LBs. Yeah. He, He's contributing. His bat. He was swinging it. You know, swinging it. Hot bat in a couple games. What up? What's up, Lord? We have somebody on yeah, social media. Yeah, we got Ben Hansen asking us, um, "How do we feel about all the errors?" 
Yeah, I mean... Badly? Not, not great, <laughs> uh, especially since we've... Uh, I mean, you've seen the Red Sox make a, a really solid commitment to really basing whoever the the folks are, not not really on their offense, but really on their fielding. I mean, that's why we... That's why we traded or, or signed Mitch Moreland because right. it wasn't for his offense, which, hey, Mitchie Two Bags, props to you for leading the MLB in doubles, but it was because he was a golden glove for his right. baseman. Um, yeah, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he's got three so far this year and had five last year, so that puts it in precise. And I think, I got a little note here, if it's still accurate, I don't know if there were any in today's game, but it was nine errors in seven games. The thing, I think what you're hitting on, though, um, is the fact that the defense, like, unlike the bats, which are, you know, who knows what's going to happen, I think defensively, I mean, they have the makings of a very good defensive team, uh, you know, just basically everywhere other than third base. I mean, Bogarts is, I don't know that you would necessarily qualify him as an elite shortstop defensively, but he's pretty damn solid. Pedroia yeah. is obviously Pedroia. You got a gold glover over at first. Vasquez and Sandy both behind the dish and the outfield is lights out so a lot of defensive studs I think those things are gonna be more likely to kind of yeah come back to earth so I'm a little less worried I don't know about you no no because we haven't had a whole lot of changes since last season when we were you know a really good fielding team I mean losing David Ortiz doesn't affect us right on the fielding end of it so so, yeah, I do expect that that'll uh, probably even itself out a little bit. You know, I think the first couple of weeks we were we had the flu thing going on. We had a couple guys on and off the DL and bereavement. And I think some of that is, you know, just like getting out the, yeah. the jitters and, and being able to play as a unit. But, uh, but, yeah, I think it'll work itself out. But it's definitely something that's on the radar for sure. Yeah, it's definitely. And the other thing, I think all these things together, I mean, if you're – committing errors you're not giving your guys run support it's kind of a perfect storm because you don't want to be uh surrendering runs that <laughs> aren't earned and yeah. then trying to make up with them with bats that are anemic so yeah, exactly exactly it's a recipe for failure my friend good question though ben i appreciate you tuning into the show uh and all the other guys who are in the youtube chat uh david ortiz got his silver slugger mailed to him by fedex what the heck is up with that Really? Can you can you believe that? Yeah, he had a Silver Slugger award mailed to him. He said, uh, "I might have liked to got this, in, you know, in person in Fenway, but I guess I'll take it." That's a little weird. It's a little weird. That's a little <laughs> weird. I mean, he certainly doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's turning down the chance for a celebration. No, no, no. That's interesting. It's an interesting little caveat. I don't know why they did that. Uh, so, some more news on the Orioles coming in next week. Yes. Uh, again, you referenced that things are going to heat up. We did have a little bit of a fallout uh, materialized from the last little beef that we had. Matt Barnes got the four-game suspension and the fine. What do you expect to see coming out of that series? You know, under normal circumstances, I would say not much, but I feel like, uh, you know, to, not to use Perfect Storm too much here, but I again, you have, I just feel like right now they feel like our... our bad blood rival kind of team i mean and they're also the hottest team in the in the division right now so uh they're coming in they're playing good ball it's going to be competitive and i think the biggest factor it comes from the top down buck showalter is you know he's a dink um that guy grinds my proverbial gears and he seems to have it i mean i don't know obviously i'm as biased as anybody but 
the dude seems to have it out for the Sox too. Ever since he's, oh yeah, you know, he's talking smack about the flu. You know, we, yeah, other teams have it too, but they're not saying anything. It's like, whoa, dude. He just always seems to have some kind of gripe with the Sox. Well, yeah, and no doubt, you know, the I'm sure that he's got his team pretty pretty looped in as uh, kind of the underdog, right? Because everybody was kind of giving the AL least to the Red Sox this year in, in kind of sure. a runaway fashion. And I'm sure he kind of took that, and, and the rest of the Orioles took that to heart and said, hey, you know, what about us kind of thing. A little motivation. So maybe they see the Red Sox as, as that team that they need to take down if they want to get to the next level. Yeah, so. I think I think they should see it that way, and hopefully it plays out that way as well. Um, yeah, I mean, really, my honest take is that this whole thing – by both the media and the teams has been blown. I mean, when you really look at what happened, the dude slid in. Was his leg high? Yes. Did it look intentional? No. Did Pedroia really get injured? Not really. I mean, he missed a couple games, but it turns out he was fine. Then you have the follow-up. Obviously, Matt Barnes, I think he deserved to get the suspension, and he yep. served it. Yep. Did he actually hit Machado? No. So it's like, what actually happened? Like, right. Pedroia playing second base took a cleat to the leg. And then Machado got a ball thrown behind his head that hit his bat. This is baseball. It's, you know what I'm saying? This is like, how they play it. You know that that's it's that's pretty standard nowadays. When you have a perceived dirty play that takes out one of your star players, for there to be retaliation, that's just part of the game. Right. Everybody admits it. So yeah, maybe Barnes threw it a little bit too high. I mean, is it really out of the ordinary that people miss their pitches? I mean, it is Matt Barnes. I mean, he's not like the most <laughs> accurate guy right. that we have on our squad anyway. So, so yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's a little bit blown out of proportion. Did you see that Pedro weighed in on it? Of course, he, yeah. He said he would have definitely hit him. He's but he was like, yeah, I mean, I agree with everything that happened. There's nothing that sticks out to me as... as it's much ado about nothing. That said... I feel like based on what what we've seen, I feel like it could it could, there could be more of it. Um, and if there is, I'm not going to be mad because it makes for entertaining baseball. Oh, absolutely, you know, absolutely. Um, but obviously, you don't want to see anyone get hurt. And I don't think it was Barnes's. He maybe he was a little ramped up. I don't know that he meant to elevate that ball as much as he did. Yeah. Certainly, you don't want to hit a dude in the head. And no. So. Yeah, yeah and we'll and, and yeah, I think uh, you know Pedroia coming out. And saying, you know, there's there's not really room for that in baseball. I, I don't know if that was, like, really him throwing his team under the bus. I think that's really just, like, trying to make sure that there's nothing else that's going to happen, right? I mean, I don't think he wants to get cleated again. I don't think he wants to see Xander get cleated, you know? I don't nah. think he wants to see any of the other guys in the Red Sox get thrown at, right? I mean, like, try to try to minimize the damage and, like, squash the beef, and, and they'll deal with it in the in the, in the Red Sox uh, dugout, right? Yeah, I think that stuff, We, I mean, we kind of touched on a little bit, but I, all that stuff about, you know, because he was, that based on their little exchange there, I mean, that was a bunch of baloney. You know, yeah. it's just media hype. Fake news. It's fake news. Yep, fake yep. news, Ben. So a couple minor league notes before we uh, get ready to wrap up the show. Kevin Steen, he was a Lowell A Spinners pitcher, got into a really nasty car crash Yikes, I saw that. earlier this week. So our thoughts and prayers going out to him. We'll hope, hopefully he gets well soon. Uh, and then uh, we got we got a little bit of Devers watch going on right now. The guy is looking really good. He's got a power bat going. Um, they're saying that he's not a great fielder at this point in time, but... I think there was some early talk about him possibly switching away from third base, uh, maybe playing some other positions, but it looks like, from Stay all the indications, course. they're going to the keep him at third. 
Um, and I think that's probably like one of our positions of need. Seems to be, yeah. As, I mean, uh, you know, Pablo hits the DL, and we really don't have a legit replacement at this point. Yeah, and see, uh, most of the projections on him seem like next season is for the earliest for him to call it. But, you know, yeah. I mean, that was the same with Ben Attendee last year, and you never know what happens. I mean, yeah. especially if it's a position of need and the dude continues to, to produce. We'll see. Yeah, but I think, I think most people agree with you. We're probably looking at 2018 call-up uh, for him. Um, I think that's all I got. Do we have anybody social media wise? Any any final questions, Denny? You got any final notes you wanna? Just shout a quick out? Uh, rest in peace to Rob Conley, and obviously thoughts and prayers with the Conley gang back in Boston. Oh yeah, absolutely, and uh, big props also to the Celtics making a huge turnaround four in a row after losing two in Chicago and then winning the uh, Wizards game today in great fashion. They dropped like sixteen nothing in the first quarter and. Came out and won it. That's why I'm rocking my Celtics hat today. No doubt. Lost so, a tooth but won the victory. That's right. Lost a tooth got the victory. So <clears throat> so I guess we'll wrap it up this week on the Red Sox Wrap 360. Tune in next week where we're going to be at our regularly scheduled time at 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, from Ben Fay, Denny, and Laura. We'll see you all next week. Woo-hoo. Peace out. Take it easy. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.